0: <laughs> okay. Need to stand there. So why did I say please Hashem help me at the beginning of the speech? One time in my not-so-religious days, I was doing a driving job. I think I was about 17 at the time. And I was driving with a Hasidic guy. You know, the whole typical nine yards, everything. And we were in the middle of driving. We were driving to Muncie, I think, and he told me, he, no, he said to himself, please Hashem help us get to Monty. And I thought this guy was nuts. It's just, we're just driving to Monty. What's the big deal? But in actuality, when you ask Hashem to help you before you do something, it actually makes something. The power of your speech is extremely important. And it's very, very important to be careful of everything that we speak about. So when you ask Hashem to help you with something, it's guaranteed that he's gonna help you. I've seen in my life that when I forgot to say please Hashem before I do something, it didn't really work out, but when I asked Hashem, please help me with the deal, help me with the video, help me with my life, whatever it may be, Hashem helps. So I thought about what I want to talk about, and many, many ideas came to my mind, but I think the best thing to do is to give it to you guys straight up, honest. I didn't come from a religious background. I grew up in Israel. I grew up to a... How do you want to say? Chiloni, right? A secular family, right? My uncles would drive to Shua, they would drive to the Milan on Shabbat while I'm watching the, what's it called, while I'm making Kiddush. They're like watching the TV and opening the phone and all these things. I grew up like this. I grew up in a very secular type of lifestyle. So when I moved to America, I had a decision to make. What kind of person do I want to be? And even later, when I went to yeshiva, first year, second year, every single week, and I would go back, I would go to my grandparents' house to make up for lost time, because the majority of my family lives in Israel. And I, I didn't know what to do. You know, my, my grandfather used to give me like four four hundred shek, and he would say, Go to Tel Aviv, go to the club. Like that that was that was his thing. You know, he didn't he didn't understand that it's not healthy to do these things at that age. He didn't understand that this is not the right thing to do. And I think it it, it what it all boils down to is how do you look at yourself? What's your identity? You know, the the rabbi mentioned something about the girls and modesty. If if a girl sees herself as how she looks, then she's gonna wanna constantly refine how she looks and receive that validation from the world, right? Why does the girl post a picture on social media? Because she wants to get the likes. The likes equals I am pretty. But when you remove that identity of, I am more than how I look, I am more than my body. In reality, I'm the daughter of a king. I am the daughter of Hashem. What does that mean? It means that you have inside of you a soul. You're the daughter of a king, which makes you a princess. And that means that you don't just flaunt for everybody to look, because it's about appropriate relationships at the right time. And it never helps to feed that desire when you constantly go out and try to get validation from other people? How do you expect to one day be married to one person when you get 500 likes? Your husband, as, as amazing as he'll be, he'll never be able to compare it to the 500 people online, or to all the comments, or to all the reshares, or to the story I want to start. It's never going to be able to compare. It's completely impossible. You're not giving yourself a fair chance at greatness. And and I'm not just talking about girls because I am one. I'm talking because I have a sister that's 14 years old. I see what she goes through every single day. Two weeks ago, she came to me and said, you know, I've been thinking about getting a boyfriend because everyone's doing it. Snapchat, you know, guys, this, like a million, what's it called, adding, and I was there. (laughs) I grew up in Brooklyn, for God's sake. I know exactly what it's like. But I promise you that when you say no to that short-term fix and you say yes to the long-term you, the who I want to be, who, what really makes me feel good. Because in reality, if actually going and, and adding snaps and sending yourself back or posting an immodest picture, if that actually helped you, then you wouldn't need to keep doing it. It's not, it's almost like being in a cage. You know, when you, <laughs> when, when you, when you go to an aquarium and you see a goldfish swimming around, you think he's free. But you look at him from the outside, you think it's kind of foolish because you know that he's in the cage in an aquarium and he can't go anywhere. And that's what it's like when you're constantly running after your desires. And the same thing for the guys. I know what it's like. Yo, you wanna get high? Yo, let's go drink. Yo, the G, she texted me. She, oh, I think she likes me. I don't, it doesn't, it's, 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 it's thoughts that are coming from an evil place. Because when you feel low about yourself, you wanna go, you wanna, you wanna numb that feeling and you wanna feel good. When you're looking to do something with the opposite gender, to do something that you really know in your mind is not healthy for you, that is coming from the dark side, because it's a thought that's getting you into a trap. It's like, it's like a guy is trying to work on himself, so he he goes two weeks good, and then all of a sudden the G hits him, sends him a snap. It's 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 happening from Hashem, because right at the moment when she sends you a snap, there's an opportunity for you to go from. It, it, there's, there's an opportunity for you to grow. But when you say no and you fall back into that trap, you go right back to where you started. And then, and then you feel bad, you carry, you're walking around with guilt and shame and it's not attractive, I'm sorry to tell you. But then, you know, you get some inspiration, another two weeks go by and the same exact test comes. What do you do? You answer, you go out, you make the sin. Why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? When you look at it from, a, from an outside perspective, it's foolish. You know, part of me growing up is that I had a lot of decisions to make. I didn't come from an FFB background. And Rabbi Wachnin actually told me, he's like, you know, Jonathan, if you came from a religious household, you'd be kind of boring. It's Dafka it's what you went through that made you who you are today. It made you the crazy guy screaming in pizza shops and running to interview people. I do not want any of you to experience what I experienced because it is not worth it. I've been to any club, any party. It's, there's nothing there. I find more, sati- I say this all the time, I find more satisfaction from being at home and, and, and reading a $25 book instead of going to waste $1,500 on, on the table and this, for what? It doesn't get you anything. If you need to go somewhere to search for happiness, then that is not real happiness. That is a temporary void to fill and then you're going to end up falling into it because you think it's really helping you because it's temporary. No, happiness is a long-term feeling. Yes, things may not always be perfect, but you will always feel that gratitude in your heart and that happiness because you know you're in the right direction. It says in Tehilim, right, uh, In the winter it snows, right? In the winter it snows, and Hashem gives for the amount of snow that falls down from the Shamayim, He gives the amount of cotton, so we'll be able to cover ourselves up and be warm. And when you finish the Pasuk, it says that for the amount of water when it rains... Hashem gives the amount of the proper amount of sand, so that shows you. So that when the when the, when the water comes down, the sand can soak it up. What does this really mean? It's, it's almost like a parable. It means that Hashem does not give you a test that you cannot overcome. The same way we have the same amount of kine for the amount of snow and the same amount of dirt for the amount of rain. We have the same amount of strength to overcome the evil side. And why did I, why did I specifically mention the, 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 the negative things about the opposite gender? Because that is the biggest test. If you do not have that, the whole foundation is crooked. There can be religious people that suffer with these problems and they will not tell anybody and that's what holds them back from being the best versions of themselves possible. Why are you trying to get new windows when the foundation is crooked? The building is like this and you're trying to just make a... No, fix the main issue. Right? It says, uh, um, Hashem gives... Hashem gives a modest woman to a righteous man and an immodest woman to a wicked man. In English... The girl with the skirt goes to the guy in the suit and the girl without the skirt goes to the guy in the drip jeans. Why? Because the whole purpose of the woman is her modesty. And the whole purpose of the man is not to be, I don't wanna wanna throw you these words, be a tzaddik and learn Torah. It's very, we hear it a lot, it's cliche. Really, where does the modest woman go to? To the man that's free because when you come to a decision in your life that the whole purpose of life, the whole purpose of life, like it says in Mestiat Esherim on the first page, what does that mean? It means one day we need to come and to gain, derive benefit from the divine light. So that means that this whole world is prusdur. It's It's a hallway. So everything in your life, if you may have a difficult situation with your parents or a difficult, unhealthy person in your life, or even a difficulty with yourself, with your own self-esteem and with your own belief in yourself and your own problems, and maybe you're not as rich as the other person, and maybe you're not as cool, or maybe you're not as good looking, it's a bunch of nonsense. These are all thoughts, like we said that are coming from the evil side. When you recognize who you really are, you're going to be able to overcome all these things. And like we said, what is freedom? I'm going to explain to you what's freedom. Money is not the goal. You're gonna be like a goldfish. Kavor is not the goal, right? People that run after Kavor, is gonna run away from them. And if they run away from Kavor, Kavor's gonna chase them. All of these things are not the goal. The goal in life is to be free. Not financially free, because if you're financially free, it's not gonna get you anywhere. The goal is to have real freedom. How do you taste freedom? I'm gonna explain. When you sit down and you learn Torah, and I'm not just, again, I know rabbis say all day, learn Torah, learn Torah. I'm gonna explain to you what it really means for myself. When I was in the darkest, when I was in the darkest places in my life, I was involved in smoking and drinking and going to the city. I, I, I lived that, or even in Israel, clubs, this. I was in a dark place because I was away from my true self, right? David says in Litov. For me to be close to Hashem, it's good for me. And I remember that when I went to Yeshiva, they told me all these different concepts and principles and ideas. And I'm like, you know what? Dafka, when it's the hardest, let me try to actually learn. Let me try to play a shiur. But really, like what really helped me the most was getting up at 5 a.m. and going to Gemara at 6 a.m. for six months in a row. That really changed my life. It didn't just start with six months. It started with one day at a time. I saw that... Wait, one second. Me going to learn, I leave, and I feel elevated. I feel like all my trauma is healed. Everything that I went through in my life, parents, situationships, whatever, it's just... feel. I feel better. Why? It's... it's it's not because those problems actually fix themselves. I can choose to sit and meditate on what happened to me in my life prior and I'll feel upset. I'll feel depressed, right? Depression is obsession over the past. Anxiety is obsession over the future. Optimal growth is obsession over the present moment. So when you obsess with that present moment and you choose to do good in that present moment and to do things that will help you to grow, you will feel good about yourself. So when I went to learn every single morning until now I go to learn every night and in the mornings I know that I, I literally came to a self you know, conclusion in my life that I need Torah more than anything. So let me explain to you again what's freedom because we're going a little bit. Freedom is when you finish to learn and not just to learn sketch. When you, when you put the phone down and you actually open the book and you actually start to learn. When you finish learning Gemara for one hour, or not even Gemara, for the girls, even read a Tehillim. Do something. Take a, you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want to learn? Fine. Do a mitzvah. Help someone. Make a phone call. Smile to someone. Whatever. Just don't be cheap with it, you know? Love people unconditionally for no other reason besides the fact that they might need that in that moment. When you're feeling bad, that's you, that's you going into defense, right? Like I listen to Gedalia Fencer, he always says that. When you're in a bad mood, you're going into defense. What defense means, I want to escape, I want to do this, I want to do that. That's, that's, that's the defense, that's the reacting to the problem. But how do you go into offense when you choose to create? When you choose that dafka in my lowest moments, I'm going to call my friend. Dafka, when I don't want to put tzitzit, I'm going to put tzitzit. When I don't want to make the skirt longer, I want to go in the garbage and get the, the, the short skirt back, I'm going to put the skirt on anyways. Because when you don't want to do it and you do it anyways, that's when you have an opportunity to grow and you say, yes, I want to grow. So like I said, freedom, we keep getting off track, but it's good, Baruch Hashem. Freedom is when you sit and learn Torah and you come out of the shiur, and, you've, and all of a sudden you have positive thoughts. You feel good about yourself. You're starting to tell yourself things like I can do it. This is amazing. You know what? I'm talking about freedom. I want everyone to close their eyes. I'm gonna do it with you. Everyone close your eyes. Close your eyes, I'm serious. I want you to imagine, is everyone's eyes closed? Everyone close their eyes. I'm gonna paint you a story. Imagine for a second a life where you, <laughs> where you tell yourself that you can do it. When an opportunity arises for you to get upset or for you to give in or for you to escape to social media, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever, when, when that really difficult thing arises, you tell yourself, I'm going to do it anyways. Imagine a life where you tell yourself nice things. Imagine a life where you're, the, where you're actually a role model for the people around you. Imagine a life where you write down your goals and you actually start to achieve them. Imagine a life when you don't just do re- be, be religious because you've been told to be religious, but imagine a life where you actually have a relationship with Hashem and that's the only relationship that you need. You, I'm telling you, you can have a relationship with Hashem to the extent that you do not need other people in your life. Imagine a life where you can actually breathe. Imagine a life where everything is just perfect, And you know that you're exactly where you need to be. Imagine a life where you feel Hashem's presence in your life. You don't just go to shul because you have to, or do this because you have to. No, a life where you feel Hashem's providence in your life. Now open your eyes. That felt pretty good, right? Felt pretty good? You want to feel that every single day? Learn Torah, do a mitzvah, do something good. Because the second that you do something good, you're killing the Yetzirah. Chazal says... Hashem made the evil inclination. He made the negative thoughts. He made the desire to want to escape. He made the desire to not want to feel good about yourself, to not want to leave your house, maybe to overeat. Whatever it may be, everyone in their own level, Hashem put inside of us an evil side. It's the evil voice in your head. Because if you came into this world and everything was easy, it was easy to be positive, it was easy to be outgoing, it was easy to come outside of your shell, then there would be no purpose of the reward. The whole reason why Hashem made it hard is because He wants to give you a reward. If you want to taste a piece of that freedom every single day, then learn Torah and connect to Hashem. The more that you learn Torah and the more that you connect to Hashem, you're going to be able to taste that freedom. You know why? Because when you kill the bad inside of you, You temporarily get to feel who you really are. And after you learn, or after you do something good, or after you make a positive phone call, or whatever it may be that's good to do in your life, that's when you're gonna have a chance to to feel that flow of positive thoughts. You're just gonna feel it flowing. You're gonna feel amazing about yourself. And that's the moment, by the way, after you learn to do something good, that's exactly the moment to take out a pen and paper and to start writing down your goals. I once heard something that couldn't be more true. Imagine you're driving, 50 miles per hour and a 25. A cop pulls you over. He said, sorry, sir, you're, you're speeding. I have to give you a ticket. And the guy says, what do you mean? You know, I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see the, the, the speed sign. And the cop tells him, well, actually, the speed sign was behind the school bus and kind of like behind the tree and there was a stop sign. So you couldn't really see it, but it's still there. It's the law. So I have to give you a ticket. When you when you when you put the thought to action, when you write it down, you give it you, you give yourself an ability to start manifesting. Manifesting is a very Jewish concept. So, Dafka, when you're in that high consciousness, when you're in that high vibration, when you feel good after you did something good, that's the time to start writing down your goals. Because when you take the best version of you outside of yourself and you put it onto paper and you hang it on your wall and you read it every single day, you're giving yourself a striking chance to actually achieve that. I wrote down on the paper a couple years ago a bunch of my goals and I'm not gonna share them. And I've probably finished, I would say 40% of them. And I'm only 23 years old. And now when I write down those goals again, they're even bigger than I would have expected. If I told you the goals that I wrote down on paper, you wouldn't believe me. And I've actually done those things. And where did it come from? For me actually deciding to believe in myself. Because when you believe in yourself and you believe that you can take life head on, Despite the problem, despite the issue, despite the difficulty, because on the flip side of opposition, there's growth. Everything bad in your life is really good, right? You ever hear the, tovah, Everything is good. Everything really is good, if you choose to look at it that way. When you choose to look that everything in your life is good, and everything is happening for the best, and Hashem loves you, and Hashem wants to see you become the best version of yourself possible, and to exceed your expectations, and to feel happy, and to feel good, and to walk around with a smile... How hard it is to catch a smile nowadays? It's hard, it's hard to see. Life is difficult, but you could be the shining light. We not only have a responsibility to inspire each other and to be that shining light, we have a responsibility to be a light to the going too. This, this is our mission in life. It says, Who is the person that wants life? Who is the person that wants life, right? Does everybody want to taste the chance of the real life, right? I want life. I want life. Come on, chant. I want life. I want life. I want life. You want life? Yeah. Yes? yes? You want life? It's very simple. If you want life, Chazal says, Netzur leshonecha mera. Hold back your tongue from speaking gossip. Whoa, that's it? <laughs> All I have to do is not speak bad about other people. You know, there was, I I forgot the rabbi, but I think there was once, one of the big tana'im. he said, you know, why didn't Hashem give us two mouths? One to eat, one to do this, because if you have two mouths and you're doing double Lashonara, you're completely clipped. So refraining yourself from speaking gossip, that's gonna give you true life. Your mouth has so much power. Donald Trump has the ability to open his mouth and to speak and to infuriate the whole world. Joe Biden has the ability to forget his name through his mouth and everybody makes fun of him. And you see here a clear example of how one person can change the entire world with his mouth. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? What is the power of our mouths? Afi Alif Abdalot, a goi, he opens his mouth, closes it, everyone's looking at him, right? Or a singer opening his mouth, mer- mer- uh, reverberating sounds that make you wanna do bad things. Every- everybody in this room has a mouth. It says in my bar mitzvah parasha, parasha baotha, shomer, piv shomer Someone that guards his mouth and his tongue is gonna to save himself from casualties and difficulties that are gonna to happen to his soul. So the famous question: why does it say piv Why does it say mouth ulshono tongue? Right again, shomer piv Nafsho. So why does it say mouth and tongue? Because to show you that if you guard your mouth from overeating and you take care of your body and you watch your tongue spiritually from speaking about other people, you save yourself from anything bad that can happen to you. Because, because the reality is, is that your soul, try to imagine it, it's like, try to imagine like a big light. And every time you speak bad about someone, another layer. Tzitzit, takes off the layer. Uh, I like his car, okay, another layer. Every time, you, every time you decide to do something bad, you're basically distancing yourself from Hashem. If you want to feel close to Hashem, you have to do His mitzvot. I know that they're hard. I know that you may not understand them, but Hashem decided what's good, and Hashem decided what's bad. So in order to feel the good, you have to do the good. You know, it, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like like being selfish in a way to say that Hashem, I want to understand the mitzvot. What do you mean you want to understand the mitzvot? <laughs> they're, they're there for your good. And even though you, wanna, you, you may wanna give yourself these logical re- reasons and estimations as to what they may actually mean, you're not even coming to an inkling of the truth. All we know is that going in the way of God is a good way. Because what's the Torah? It stems from the word in Hebrew, Hora'ah, instructions. Hashem designed an instruction manual how to live the best possible life. In that instruction manual is the guide to happiness. It's the guide to feeling good about yourself. It's the guide to being able to say no and being able to say yes and being able to smile. Everything in that book is there for you to grow. Because don't forget, who are you, right? Like we spoke about identity. If I identify, I'm not talking about all the gender rules and stuff. I'm talking about myself personally. If I identify, who is Jonathan Ben Shimol, right? Jonathan Ben Shimol is a piece of Hashem inside of his soul, inside inside of himself. Because if you go to a dead body and you poke it, it's not going to wake up. But if you actually go to a living person and poke it, he's probably going to hit you. Why? Because your soul is alive. When the soul is in the body, the soul is alive. So we all have a piece of God inside of us. We have inside of us a neshama yitera, a divine soul. This soul has the capability to do anything in life. It has the capability to go beyond the measures of your mind and to achieve things that you can't even imagine. In English, you can do anything. And it doesn't just mean to build buildings and to do amazing things, no. It means to actually get yourself to the and to learn because then you're gonna be able to feel closer to who you really are. Who you really are is a great person. And nobody else is like you. Out of the seven or eight billion people in the world, nobody else has your smile. No one has your eyes. No one has your look. And no one else has your strengths and your weaknesses. The world wouldn't be worth to continue if you did not wake up this morning. You think Hashem wakes you up by mistake? It says at the end of what Rabbi Hashem believes in you to wake up today and to go make a difference despite what you did yesterday. Hashem believes in you to believe in yourself, to believe that you can go beyond and to do goodness in the world. Who, who, so next time someone asks you, who are you? You're not, you're, not, you're not a businessman, you don't sell diamonds, you don't do haircuts or whatever else the Bukharians do, you're a Jew. A Jew is someone that is connected to who he really is. Who he really is, is a divine soul that can do anything. What does that mean? I'll explain it to you in a parable. Imagine you have a BMW X5 Comp, whatever, however it goes, 700 horsepower, and you take that car and you drive it on, I don't know, Main Street, whatever, speed cameras, you're driving it next to the Toyota Camry. Now now this car, the engine's gonna be upset. Why are you driving me so slow next to the other cars? I wanna drive fast. I wanna use my engine to its fullest potential. The engine and the driver will be upset. That engine is us. Why do we feel depressed? Why do we feel anxious? Why is it so hard to have a positive thought? Why is it so hard to smile? Why is it so hard to believe in ourselves? Because we're not using our soul to its potential. When you don't, when you don't use your soul to its fullest potential, it will then leak out into your body and then you're gonna see the repercussions of that. When you, when you do not use yourself to what it's really meant to be used to, you will feel upset. It, it, you, won't even, you won't smile. Your soul is is, is everything, and everything and and the way that you treat your soul is the way that it treats, is the way that it's mashpia is the way that it pushes out into the body. If you want to walk around with the smile and walk around with the happy thoughts and be a light to everyone around you and to be able to still live your normal life, you have to constantly connect to your soul. The same way you have to eat and drink, your soul needs to, your soul needs Torah. Your soul needs to put on tzitzit. Your soul needs to dress modestly, to do it for yourself, to do it for who you really are, not to do it for anybody else. The only opinion you should care about is Hashem's opinion. Do not care about what anybody else has to say about you. And if someone talks bad about you, you should feel feel really good. Because the Chafetz Chaim says that when someone speaks Lashon hara about you and you stay quiet when you want to get upset and curse them out and block whatever, you're taking all their mitzvah. So that means if, if Reuven goes to Shimon, and speak for Shonara about Gabriel, and Gabriel stays quiet. He gets all the mitzvot in one second. That goes to show you that in everything in, in everything in life, you see the chesed of Hashem. Hashem didn't need to do that, but Hashem Hashem puts goodness even in our difficulties. Like it says, "Pikudei Hashem Yesharim A person who keeps the commandments of Hashem and of Heaven properly will be a happy person. All you have to do, Hashem says, is follow what I want. Like he says in, if you tell Hashem, I want what you want, I don't know what's good for me, but I'm going to try my best to do your mitzvot and to believe that I can do them, then Hashem is going to do for you what you want, right? You want to feel good? Hashem's is going to give you that good mood because you're doing what He wants. You want your parents to have an easier time bringing an income home. Or you want to have an easier time dealing with your life and dealing with your problems. Or you want that person that's sick in your life to have your fluash lema, Or you want to bring up the, the soul of, your, of, of someone in your, in your life that passed away. You have to constantly want what Hashem wants. And I've seen it in my own life. Right now as we speak, my grandfather is very sick, he's in the hospital. And they told us last Sunday that it's the last time I'm going to see him. So when I went to the hospital, when I went to the hospital, I was trying to like bring up the vibes in the room, make everyone feel better. And I decided, you know what? I, I, I have no idea what I could do right now, but I know that Hashem didn't put me in this room in front of my sick, dying grandfather for no reason. So let me try to just take upon myself something. I heard once in the shiur that if you take upon yourself something difficult, Hashem can, he can break the chain. Because, because you're, you're basically doing a miracle in that moment. When you, when you take upon yourself something that's really difficult for you, and you be honest about it, and even if you break, fine, but be honest with God. Speak to Him in your own words. Hashem, it's hard for me, but I'm going to really try to do it. I, I, I took upon myself that thing, and I took out a tikkun klali, which is 10, 10 pariks of tehilim, whatever. I just, I wanted to read tehilim. I had it in my karacha. I read the tehillim, and I promise you, when I finished the last verse of the tehilim, my grandfather woke up, and he started talking and laughing, and he said, where am I? <laughs> Why? Be- <laughs> it's okay. Why? And, 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 and I'm a regular... And and I'm a regular person. I'm just like you, but we all carry that broken heart. We all carry that difficult feeling because this is the generation that we live in. But Hashem says in Parasha Kedoshim, Kedoshim to you. Wake up, guys. Off the phone. Kedoshim to you. Hashem wants you and you and you and you and you and all of you to be holy. What does that mean? It means that if my parents keep Shabbat, break Shabbat. Sorry, I could keep Shabbat. Despite my background, I can overcome it. My uncle invites me to the shashlik and he puts a pig on the grill, I'm not gonna eat it. No matter what happens to you, no matter what your situation is, your background, your luggage, your suitcase, you have the possibility to say no to the surrounding and to say yes to Hashem. Because Hashem does not give you a test. Exactly. Round of applause for that kid. But one second okay, I get it, I, I can come close to Hashem, I could be holy, but I still have that broken heart. <inaudible> Hashem is close to a person with a broken heart. What does that mean? Hashem is close to a person with a broken heart. Really what it means is that you are close to Hashem when you have a broken heart. Because the broken heart is the opportunity to go and to mold yourself and be the person who you want to be. Because chances are, if you have a broken heart you just died. If you have a broken heart, you just died. You feel horrible about something that just happened to you. Now you have a decision. Do I escape my problem and seek short-term pleasures and gratifications that will not help me? Or do I go and recreate myself, make myself alive again, and one day tell the story? It's your choice. It's a, very piv- it's a very pivotal moment if you're carrying that broken heart. But you have the choice to make. Am I going to put on feeling And am I going to go to shul with a warm environment and the healthy rabbis and the healthy emotional support system and try to learn Torah even though I don't understand it? I, might f- I may find something that I connect to and keep Shabbat even though my whole family is breaking it and using their phones and watching TV and it's hard. Let me watch it. But no, I'm not going to watch it. All those decisions, we go through the same thing. Am I going to eat the not kosher ice cream or not? Am I going to go to Starbucks and get the acai thing or am I going to get the coffee because I know that's probably kosher? You have to make better decisions. You have to make better decisions for yourself, daf go when it's hard. Because that 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 decision it leads to another good decision. It says midah kineged midah. And one mitzvah leads to another mitzvah. And avera goret avera. Because people all the time say, Sheva, pulled Sadiq Vikam, seven times a righteous man falls, but no one talks about the Vikam. It's very hard to get back up after you fall. That's why I encourage you to not have to put yourself in that situation. But if you do fall, it's okay. Understand that this happened because you need to learn from it. Do not feel bad about your mistakes. Understand that your shortcomings are simply an opportunity to learn the lesson and to move on. It is not a mistake. You are merely not perfect and you are experiencing this thing called life and going through it, accumulating bad, accumulating good, whatever it may be, but you are trying to do your best, and that is what counts. Hashem does not want robots and perfect children and everyone to be Mushlam, Hashem wants to see that you're trying. And if you, if you try when it's the hardest for you, and you'll thrive when it's going to be the best for you. The Chesed of Hashem goes to the extent that even when you make Teshuvah, and even when you come back to Hashem, and your life is all religious and perfect, Hashem rewards you for every single mitzvah as if you were in the beginning. So that means, if, you, if, if you're keeping Shabbat now, Hashem's going to reward you as if it was hard for you in the beginning, because Hashem doesn't forget where you came from. So we should all look at where we come from and to use it as courage and inspiration to who we can become. Hashem put us into this world, albeit it's difficult. It's difficult for me, it's difficult for all of us. But we have an opportunity to make, an, a, a, no, we have an opportunity to take advantage of and a decision to make when we leave this room tonight. Who do we want to be? Do we want to give in to the left or do we want to give in to the right? Do we want to be complaining about our lives and escaping the reality and saying it's so hard? Or do we want to hold up the sword and be victorious and say, Hashem, if you gave me this test, it means that I can come out of it strong. If you gave me this Nisayon, I can do it. As, hard as it. as hard as it is to connect to you right now, this is exactly when I'm the most connected. That, low, that one low moment of your life can change everything. It can create the future of brightness, a future of happiness, and that dream life that everybody wants, and and they may not even be able to imagine it in that moment, but if you believe in yourself, you're going to watch your world change.